Boy, I tell you what, I thought that sounded awesome. I thought that sounded really good. Tell you what, Brandon, I thought Brandon would get out here and start uh, dancing. She's back there talking to me. She's going to come out here and start line dancing or something. So I wasn't sure what she was going to do. Get over here to our scripture here this morning. If you want to look at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. Proverbs 22. Had that marked. I don't understand what happened. 22, verse 1. Give me just a second to turn there. Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Happy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to meet here this morning. Lord, let your peace express all understanding. Just, uh, Lord, let it guard our hearts and minds. Let it fill this sanctuary. Let your presence be felt. And Lord, lead us, guide us, direct us, equip us, edify. And Lord, uh, let us use what we're here today. Uh, glory and let us serve you mightily in jesus name i pray amen all right 1973 i'm sure y'all some of y'all probably remember 1973 some of you might have been alive but probably don't remember it <laughs> but uh I was alive, but I don't remember it i was probably barely a year old 1973 it's hard to believe you know, could you imagine looking down and seeing this face? No wonder Dad kept a lot of Boone's Farm on hand. I did. <laughs> yeah. I'd people walk by and see me in a crib, they'd do like Kramer. <laughs> yeah. What's that? But, uh, but no, 1973, uh, what I want to talk about this morning Jim Croce, I always liked Jim Croce's music. Dad, uh, I, I grew up listening to Jim Croce and Brad and B.J. Thomas and things like that. In fact, I remember uh, in the 80s, I remember Dad had one of those big, huge, um, uh, looked like a, like a TV console thing. I it had like a record player, radio, and I mean, thing was huge. And uh, I, mean, I don't know why this stuck out in my mind when I was thinking about this this morning. I distinctly remember getting out of the shower and wanting to watch Fantasy Island, and he was wanting to, at that moment, play uh, Bread or something like that. And I was like, I had my hand, I remember going, please, I want to watch this. And I remember Dad saying, cool it, man, I want to listen to this record. <laughs> so and I was thinking, but I want to watch Fantasy Island, <laughs> you know. I don't know why that stuck out in my head when I was, when I was studying for this, this morning, but I remember that. I was forced to listen to music whether I wanted to or not. But I liked, always liked Jim Croce. I always liked his music. And uh, 1973, I think it's September 20th, is when his plane uh, crashed and he died. And in uh, the very next day after he died, that's when his single was released, I Got a Name. And uh, when what that song was about so normally they said that he uh, wrote all of his own music done all the stuff but for whatever reason uh he let a guy um, he was a billboard chart uh, writer uh, gimbal uh, was his last name uh, to do this song but uh he said wonders why he liked it so much because he said his dad died before he got to see his success as a musician and when you look at that uh, uh 
uh, that song, uh, I Got a Name, it, it talks about how uh, where he's going, uh, he's, he's, he's happy with the direction where his life is going, and uh, even though there were naysayers, those who uh, want to tear him down and as such, he's happy with where he was going, and uh, more or less, you know, there's more in depth, but I mean, uh, talking about uh, not to focus so much on the past, but keep looking towards the future, and uh, you know, in, in looking at that song, you, I can see uh, uh, not just me, but I think a lot of people. Uh, you, you may be happy with where you're at in your life. You know, you may have had people trying to tear you down. You may have had people trying to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, make fun of where you're at or what you're doing. I don't know what it'll try. You know, slandering you or whatever. You know, but you may be happy with where you're going. And uh, you know, and I know with my family. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, I got a name, and thinking about where we're going and, and where we've been. You know, I think about uh, my grandfather, uh, my grandfather Leo, helped build his church. My dad, and <clears throat> I, I told myself I wasn't gonna get choked up this morning. You know, I feel like a daggone crybaby every time I get up here. I tell you, but uh, but I think about um, uh, how the Lord used my grandfather, uh, used, has used my dad's all these years uh, in ministry. Uh, the reputation and the name he's built in this community and and the fact that the Lord has uh, called me to the ministry and where the Lord may take this church from here on out you know it's, it's kind of exciting but you you know you think about the reputation you know just like where dad wrote that little uh, uh, article uh, he put on Facebook you know a lot of people were anxious to hear what he had to say because of his, his standing in the community and, um, and, and is very well received and uh, And I love my dad dearly. You all know that. And uh, me and my dad have been very close. And <clears throat> I don't want to um, <clears throat> think about anything ever happening to him. You know, it tears me up. It tears me all to pieces Think about that. But uh, I know if uh, the Lord tarries and, and heaven forbid he used to go before I do, I know the Lord will give me the strength I need when I need it and the peace I need when I need it. And uh, uh, so I'm not going to worry too much about that. But... Uh, uh, you know, but, uh, our, we've always been proud of our, our family name. You know, if, in fact, if you look at family names, you see that most people, that they cling to that. That's their identity. That's, uh, that's something they, they're very proud of, of who they are and where they come from. I know with the, the name Young, I know Dad, growing up, he always talked about, said, uh, uh, yeah, you know, he said, always be proud of the name Young and, and, uh, and what we stand for. And uh, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. To, I don't know about you, I love family history. I love looking into family history, and I like to... Uh, uh, that we're Scotch-Irish and uh, uh, one of the first settlers here in Johnson City. I mean, it just fascinates me. I love anything to do with, with family history. And you may be thinking, well, what's that got to do with any kind of service here this morning? You know, and really, you know, and we're going to get into this here a little bit, but talking about as Christians, uh, you know, we have a name. You know, when you say you're a Christian, that stands for something, all right? We, you, what, how does that, you know, your reputation, your integrity, if you say you're a Christian, that is a name that has been placed upon you, and people look at that, and that is a name that we should be proud of. You know, we should be proud of where we're heading with that name. You know, we should no longer worry about looking into the past. You know, as we talk talking about this song, it's so easy to want to look in the past. It's easy to want to reflect on that, but we've got to keep moving forward, be happy with where we're at, where God has placed us, and we're moving forward in our lives, praising God that that he has saved us from a very real hell. We have something real, we have something precious, and we should be proud of that. This is I'm proud of my family name, proud of this church, proud of its rich history. 
and the men who come before me. We should be proud as Christians because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And praise God for that. And, you know, and that's why we need to make sure we have a good reputation as Christians, each and every one of us. You know, and that's why it kind of goes back to when I was talking about a little bit earlier this morning uh, about uh, you know, cooling our jets, cooling our anger and our temper, everything that's going on right now. The world is watching us, okay? And see, and if you are a person of good character, good reputation, even somebody who tries to slander you will feel bad because they know what's wrong. And so, see, if you're online and you're showing yourself, then that reflects poorly. See, even as a pastor, I have to be very careful. And see, I, I've caused damage to my own personal reputation online uh, because uh, for many years uh, I had the, uh, I was sincere in what I was trying to do, but, you know, like the old saying goes, you can be sincere but sincerely wrong. And I was approaching and going about things the wrong way on social media, and, and I was being, uh, as what Brandy's Dr. Phil says, a right fighter. You know, she loves her Dr. Phil. But uh, it is... Uh, uh, I was going about the wrong way because, see, you want to have a good reputation with not only believers but with unbelievers too. Even as a pastor, you want to have that reputation to want to draw people to Jesus Christ, not repel them. And right now, because we feel antagonistic, uh, because Christians and conservatives are under attack, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there, there's literally no doubt about that. In fact, it's just a matter of time. Like Kathleen, uh, you was trying to send me something about uh, censorship with, uh, with online or something, but it, it said the attachment didn't go through or something, I'm going to tell you. Oh, it was censored, yeah, really, it got blocked. But anyway, she was trying to send me something about uh, with all streaming online and such, and I, and I didn't, didn't get that. But it is, uh, and so and it's going to happen more and more. There, those in the world, uh, those with, with progressive liberal ideas are not going to like what we stand for because we fly in the face of everything that they hate. You know, uh, you know uh, where, where Christ is, is preached, uh, it is, uh, it's hard for to have you know, the ideals of socialism, communism, uh, uh, euthanasia, abortion, alternative lifestyle choices. These things can't coexist with the very things of the gospel because it's, it's contrary to the word of God. It's, not, you know, it, it's like oil and water. It's not going to mix. And so they're going to hate it, and they want to silence us. I mean, when they're silencing the leader of our country, you know, there's something bad wrong. You know, that, to me, it's just the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to face and what we're going to see as Christians. But again, it pales in comparison to what Paul and so many others had to deal with as far as persecution. You look at, um, in fact, I was reading about a minister uh, who was in, um, I think it was India, and um, uh, he was trying to establish a church there. And not only was he, uh, had been beaten several times, burnt the church and the school down he's trying to establish, uh, even abused his own family, he still remained there, still continued to rebuild the church, continued to rebuild these schools several times, not just once, but twice or three times. These things were burnt, and they were physically abused to, to establish a place there to tell others about Jesus Christ. Now, that takes a lot of integrity to be able to stand there in the face of those kind of situations. And so we may never see anything that that go that far, but... You know, who knows the way, the way the chaos is going in this world right now. We may very well be. But um, let's look over here. Uh, let's see here. I want to say um, Ecclesiastes 7.1, I think, here. Let me double check make sure. Whoops, going the wrong direction. Ecclesiastes 7.1. It says, a good name. Oh, I'm sorry. Again, I saw people still looking. Go after Proverbs, and you'll run into it there. 
Ecclesiastes 7 1. I saw people still looking. A good name is better than precious ointment in the day of death and the day of one's birth. It's better to go into the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. Now, we need to have a good name as Christians. All right? And remember, whether you're on social media or not, there's people out there that are trolls, and they want to make you mad. They want you to react in a way so they can say, Aha, you're supposed to be a Christian. You know, that's what they want you to be. And we need to make sure that we're showing Jesus Christ in all areas of our lives. You know, you look at people like um, uh, King David. Uh, you look at um, uh, Hanani and Rachel and Job, uh, you know, who, who were people of good reputation. And, you know, and then you have, you know, people like David who had a good reputation, but he did sin and mess up. And we know that, you know, for a fact how he, he messed up. Here's a man after God's own heart, and, and he still messed up in a pretty vile way. Uh, but God forgave him. And, you know, that's one great thing I love about God's Word is that, you know, it doesn't always portray everybody as just perfect people. You know, it shows that here he is, a man after God's own heart. He screwed up, but yet he came back to where he needed to be. And, and, and that, that helps us relate as Christians because if all we had was these, these perfect people, we would never live up to that. And we would always feel like we're in a, in a you, know, you know, how am I ever going to live up to that? We just want to give up, you know. We just want to just throw up our hands like, what's even the point? But then you have somebody like King Ahab who may have done some good things, but then uh, what he, he was pretty much an evil guy, you know. But, uh, but you, we have this time and time again, those with a good reputation, those of, of integrity. In fact, uh, if you look at the word integrity, uh, it says, uh, or character rather, is defined as strength of moral fiber. To have that good character, that, to not have that uh, moral uh, deficiency. And, um, uh, and we need to make sure that we are, are, are of good reputation, of good character, of good standing, and all that we say and do as Christians. Remember, we, sometimes we are the only Bible some people will ever read. That, you know, or ever, you know, and we need to make sure of our actions and what we're saying and what we're doing. And, you know, and right now, because of everything that's going on right now, it's so easy to lose your temper. And, I, you know, and I'm, I'm struggling with it myself. I'll be honest with you. I'm having a hard time. And in particularly when people get smart with me, that's why I can really lose my temper. You know, I try to remind myself, you're a pastor. People know who you are. And, it's, and if it's not me, it's my wife. People know who you are. You're a pastor. Watch what you're saying. <laughs> you know, so if it's not my voice, it's hers. You know, and uh, uh, just like uh, the other day, I had to run over to um, Best Buy. And I hate that store. I'll be honest with you, I hate that store, okay? <laughs> and uh, as soon as I go in there, because I was trying to, I was having problems with the camera that I had, and I was trying to, because where I'm streaming from home, I was trying to get a better uh, camera. And uh, the first thing, the guy gets smart with me. And Brady's like, Matt, quit. Just go, don't, Matt, don't, don't. And I was like, okay, I'll let it go, all right? So we have to use our tax exempt. So I go to where, we're, where you're supposed to go with the tax exempt, wait in line forever, okay? Get up there, and I said, yes, this is tax exempt. Oh, you have to go to customer service over there. I said, well, this is where I was supposed to come before for this. Oh, no, we changed it. So I went all that time. I said, you can't help me. No. So I go over there to the other line. The other line, okay? So I get up there after waiting in that line, and the woman says, don't see it. Well, that's another phone number. I give her another phone number. Don't see it. 
what to get out of here <laughs> you know and she said what's the name and I said I told her the name she goes to a book they're all expired I said you can't just let it go through this one time I said what what does it I said you see that we're a non-profit and she just no, the week oh I just I said I don't care just take my card pay for the good thing and I'm out of here you know I just I want to say so much more all right but like the voice in my ear <laughs> You're a pastor. People know who you are. They see you on TV. You better cool it. Just watch what you're doing, you know. So I have to really cool it. But see, here's the thing that is. There's people that know you, your family, your friends. They're watching you. You're saying you're a Christian. You're saying, I go to church. I go to Fat Life Bible Church. Or maybe somebody's watching online. They go to a different church. But whatever it is, if you're claiming, you know, it's one thing to say in words, I'm a Christian, but are you acting on that? Are you being someone of good character, good standing, good reputation, demonstrating that in all areas of your life? You know, that's because people are watching you. And if you're sitting there saying, I'm a Christian, I go to church, but then your, your post on social media or, you know, just some perverted thing or some vile thing or uh, has curse words in it, well, how's that demonstrating that? You know, uh, if you were uh, on there saying how that you, uh, um, I don't know, you want to do bad things to people in government, that reflects poorly as a Christian, even though everybody may agree, <laughs> you know, it's, it is, uh, you know, it reflects poorly <laughs> as a Christian. You know, we need to make sure that uh, uh, we're showing love, we're showing Jesus in what we're saying and how we're acting. Now, I want you to look over here at uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4, 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we were, yet without sin. Now, I want to contrast that real quick uh, over here with First Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. And you don't have to turn there if you don't want to, but I just want to read this real quick here. Um, let's see here. Well, let me go, well, let me go ahead and talk about this first, then I'll go over to First Peter, because I'm afraid I'm going to get ahead of myself. You know, where's my reason in Hebrews is that you see Jesus Christ. I mean, here is our prime example, all right? Jesus Christ, uh, there's nothing that we have been tempted with, nothing we, that, that we go through that Jesus Christ has not had to go through. I mean, you understand that he became man. He became one of us to show us the way. And he was tempted in every way possible. The old devil was trying to throw everything he could at him, trying to tempt him. That's why we can see here that uh, that touch of the furnace, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He can overcome everything. You say, well, well, he was perfect. He was Jesus Christ, and, and there's no way that I could do that. True, you know, we are imperfect individuals. We are not going to be perfect. We're not going to resist every temptation, but we have that example. See, we have Jesus Christ, uh, again, as that... Um, uh, that as the example of integrity, of character, of honesty, uh, you know, honest dealings. You know, there may be people in here who have businesses. You know, me and Brandy, we try to start a little little side business. I always try to be as honest as I can. And if, and if somebody gives me a fifty cents too much, I try to tell them. If I mess up, I try to make it right. You know, we we you know you want to be someone who is uh, who has that kind of good standing, to, who is honorable, who is trustworthy, who tells the truth. 
Now, when it comes to truth, now there's, you know, of course we can read in John uh, 14, 6, is I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Don't make us Father except through me. We know that Jesus Christ is ultimately the truth. But we have to be careful. There's some people out there who confuse um, aligning themselves with the world with truth. And what I mean by that, uh, some people think that if they, uh, uh, say if they're dealing with uh, uh, ulterior lifestyle and they think if they come out or in, in out of the closet, if you will, that by revealing that truth, that makes them feel better. With you know, that may be a, a truth for them, but we know that that is wrong. You see what I'm saying? Or that, uh, uh, or somebody tries to feel say, well, they want to denounce God, and and that truth is set them free. No, that's, that's they're in bondage, and that truth is a fallacy. That uh, truth is a lie that uh, they're living with. And that brings us over here to First uh, Peter. Uh, in chapter 3, where it says that, um, uh, particularly, let's look at um, uh, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, that as if evildoers they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well doing that than for evil doing. For Christ has all, Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So we, we need to have that good conscience. We need to make sure that we're living with such integrity that people who, you know, that we're trustworthy, we're telling the truth, we're being honorable to the point that people who try to slander us will feel that kind of guilt. You know, that's what you need to ask yourself. Am, am I showing that do I have that kind of reputation in my home, in the community, those around us, when I'm alone, you know? You've already said that before, that, you know, how someone is when they're really alone is how they really are. How are you when you're really alone? Are you still showing, you know, because my point is, it, you could be sitting here in this church and maybe you see an attractive woman and you're having thoughts that maybe you shouldn't be having or vice versa, a woman uh, see hoppy and having thoughts they shouldn't have, you know? And... Uh, <laughs> And so, <laughs> you got to really fight that temptation, you know. But uh, or if you're on a man's on vacation and he's tempted to look at um, pornographic images online, you know, it's uh, you think well nobody's around, nobody's watching. Are you still showing that character? You're still showing that integrity, uh, uh, even when you're by yourself. You know, that's why we have to make sure we're being uh, forthright in all areas of our lives. Uh, you know, and that's one thing. Well, let's look over here just real quick here. Uh, look at. Um, Second uh, Timothy chapter two, and um, uh, look, look at verses three through five, just real quick here. Second Timothy two, three through five. Bless you. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for mysteries, yet he is, yet is, yet, yeah, here's a second, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the, of the fruits. Now, depending on your version, of course, I'm reading out of King James, you know, specifically what we're looking at here is talking about a soldier, we're talking about an athlete, and we're talking about a farmer. And the, what it is, is they're, what they're going to receive as their reward. 
and you see that uh, those that uh, is the soldier not to be entangled all right where's your focus at are you focusing on the affairs of this world are you focusing on things of god looking at that um, uh, uh, where that's at and for that individual uh, they're going to re receive that reward uh, that pleases the father and you look at um, uh, verse 5 and talking about the um, uh, uh, the athlete that's going to be crowned talking about a man of integrity because that that is his reward that crown you know we're talking about the they're probably talking about in that point in time in history about the Isthmian games where it's very much like the Olympic games and the crowns they're going to receive and they have to be a man of integrity you know if I, I, I was somebody who liked to run uh, 5k's I loved it you know before I got fat and couldn't run no more but I, I loved love 5k's and it would be frustrating if I was about to win the race and also some guy come out of nowhere and you know, and he won the race, you know, that that would be a lie. You know, that would be a man of integrity. In fact, that happened to Dad. He was doing a, a bicycle race up to Rome Mountain. He said some guy come out of nowhere, fresh as a daisy, wasn't even sweating, and, and won, the, won the race. And um, uh, so, you, you know, we see that someone with integrity, and then we see uh, the farmer who um, uh, receives that, uh, that, that, that yield, that crop that he's going to be having. Uh, all these men you know, that we're looking or that we're referencing here, these individuals, are those with integrity, those who have that focus, those who want to do those things that are pleasing unto the Lord. What are you cultivating? Are you cultivating a, a person of reputation, of integrity, of character? Are, are, you going to, are you looking towards that crown of life that Jesus Christ is offering? But I, of all the character, of all the integrity, of all the things, reputation, we must be humble people. And we look no further than Jesus Christ again in his humility. Look at what Jesus Christ did, donning uh, the, the, the apron and washing uh, the disciples' feet. I mean, you talk about uh, humility uh, to, to, uh, to, you know, because he, he left his reputation, his glories in heaven to come to this earth to be one of us, to be a servant. As our, as our example, we must be willing to serve. We must show that humility. Uh, you know, I couldn't imagine, you know, just as Peter was like, you know, oh, don't go wash my feet, Lord. You know, that, you know, that, that would be uh, unbelievable. But, um, uh, but we need to show that same humility towards those around us. I've, I've read stories about pastors. Now, I couldn't do this, where they went to go pray with individuals, and, and the individual was throwing up, and then he's cleaning up the, uh, the, the mess before he prays with them. Not me. I'd be right there with them. Ugh, I couldn't. There's no way. You know, I'm just telling you right now. My dog gets up, gets sick, and I'm running out of the room gagging, and Brandy has to do it because I'm like, hey, no way, you know. So I'd be like, hey, I'm praying for you out here. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, take a broom there, there. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> that's the kind of pastor I am. <laughs> so, but, you know, but uh, that'd take a humble pastor to be able to do something like that, to, to do that. But are you serving? Are you of, 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 of humble mind? That's what Jesus calls us to do, to come to him through all humility and grace. Are you coming to God with, with, with that kind of, of humble attitude? You know, right now, like I said, I know the world is chaotic, it's out of control, it's crazy, but won't let the cesspool boil you in with it. We must rise above that. You know, that's why my dad used to always say, you're a young, you know, and, and take pride in that. You're a Christian, take pride in that. Take pride in the fact that you are a king's kid. You are a child of God. Now, pride can be a bad thing in the fact that, you know, it can uh, blur the lines of truth. But this, in this sense, pride is a good thing in the fact that you're taking pride in who you are as a Christian. To live your life fully, utterly, totally, completely for Jesus Christ. And I think right now we need that more than ever. We need to be those lights in the world of darkness now more than ever.
And if you're allowing yourself to, 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 to be pulled in with your anger and, and your frustrations and your anxiety, you're not, you know, are you in control or is God in control? God is in the one that control. And so we need to show the world, hey, man, my God's got this. You know what, I'm going to rise above this. Hey, what happens, happens. If the world implodes, I know who's in control. And I've got my hand, the nail-scarred hand, and I'm following Jesus Christ. It's like I was talking about, I got a name, you got a name, we've got a name. We are Christians. We are children of God. So praise God for that. Let's not let this, this, this mess of this world bring us down any longer. It's like I was talking about that song, be happy with where you're heading. Let go of the past and keep moving forward. So, all right. Let's go ahead and stand. Let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to strive every day to be men and women of good reputation and character. Let us show the love of Christ in all of our dealings and doings and going out and coming in. Lord, let us be humble before you and serve you well. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray.